0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cats Podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside Connor Baltazor. And today we're going to be doing our weekly recap of all the cat sports other than football. And uh, we don't really have a whole lot to say this week, but we also will be getting the coveted return of the wacky segment of the week. But let's just dive straight into the recap for this week by talking about the Soccer Cats. Now, the Soccer Cats are having their season wind down. In fact, Connor and I, after this episode, we are going to go watch their final game, which may exactly time this episode, much less to date it, but (laughs) (laughs) we're never going to complain about that. And they played number eleven TCU last week, and they lost two to three down in Fort Worth. And statistics are as follows.
1: Yep. So yeah, it was an unfortunate two to three loss. Although for reference, TCU is the number eleven ranked team in the country, and they have only lost twice this entire season. They're fourteen two and one. So really, really good Horned Frog squad. They scored first in the tenth minute, and then k State did not score until early in the second half. But then they scored the next two goals. Mr. Weichel, uh, she got a goal in the 49th minute. And then Brooklyn Ence scored in the 58th minute to actually give the Cats a lead. It was the first ever lead for K-State soccer over a ranked team. So that was a pretty cool moment. Although that lasted for about eight minutes. <laughs> and then TCU... glorious
0: eight minutes yeah,
1: TCU equalized in the 66th minute and... Just over two minutes later, in the 68th minute, they went ahead for a score of 3-2, to two, and that would end the scoring for the day. TCU well outshot K-State in this game. K-State had eight shots, four on target. TCU had 27 shots, 12 on target. Uh K-State had nine saves. TCU had two corner kicks. TCU had 14. K-State had two. K-State had 15 fouls. TCU... Had seven. So TCU pretty much was just on an offensive explosion this entire game. And K-State, they didn't have the worst offensive game I've ever seen, especially considering the opponent that they were facing and the talent level they were facing, but they made the most of the opportunities that they were given. And something does need to be said for that. And on 27 shots and 12 on goal, that's a pretty admirable performance by Elena Wehrmeyer, uh, with that many shots flying at the goal i mean that's like a ridiculous amount of time like uh, 90 minutes uh 27 shots over 90 minutes that's almost 33 percent of the minutes she's going to be taking a a shot (laughs) like at her so admirable performance by the cats down in fort worth unfortunately just could not come away with the victory
0: yeah And, as we said earlier, they are playing the final game of the regular season tonight. So, results will be in by tomorrow. Be sure to follow K-State Soccer on Twitter to get that official news. But, moving on from the Soccer Cats to the Volley Cats. They played TCU last week, and they split the series. They played a series of 2-1-3, and then 3-1.
1: Stats are as follows. Yep, K-State in this first match, they unfortunately fell 3-1. Uh, a couple of the sets were not very close. TCU took the first two, 26-24, and 25-17. K-State took the third, 25-23, and then TCU ran away with the fourth and final set, 25-16. to So it was a, a tough outing for the Cats in that regard. Uh, statistically, though... Uh, we can go through a few people. Aaliyah Carter letting kills, although she had more errors than she had kills, so she came out with a negative hitting percentage. Uh, 39 attempts, 13 kills, 15 errors. So, tough scene there. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, Sydney Bolding had 15 attack attempts, 9 kills, and 2 errors. She was by far the most efficient hitter for the Cats on the day, other than Tiana adams noe, who only had 5 attack attempts, so that's relative, I suppose. The Cats, as a whole, have not even hit .1 uh, as a, a team hitting percentage. TCU more than doubled up the Cats in hitting on the uh, on the day in that first match. So it was a pretty tough outing. But we can move on to the second match, which went a lot better for K-State. TCU actually won the first set 25-23, and then K-State just absolutely dominated the rest of this, this match. Uh, they won the second set 25-15, and the third set 25-14, and then they won the fourth set, 25-21. So just utter domination by K-State in those uh, last three sets. Uh, we look at Leah Carter. She had a total opposite day, 52 attack attempts, 23 kills, and s- just six errors. So she hit really well on this day compared to the previous one. Uh, Teyana Adam, T- Adams-Keonowi. She had 11 attack attempts and 7 kills, no errors, for a .636 hitting percentage, which is one of the highest I have seen in the very, very brief amount of time I've actually been looking at attack percentages <laughs> for volleyball. Katie Fernholz had 15 attack attempts, 7 kills, and just one error. Cats, as a whole, tripled their uh, attack uh, percentage from the previous day. They went from uh, .091 to 0.301, according to my calculations. <laughs> that is about triple. According to my yeah. calculations. Yeah. I am a political science major, so math is not exactly my strong suit. Yeah, so. and I'm a, I'm a history major with a poli-sci minor. Yeah, so, so feel free to correct us on the math if we ever get it wrong, because I expect to get the math wrong, honestly. We've always gotten the math wrong. Yeah, more often than not. But K-State has absolutely dominated uh, this this uh, the second match between... Uh, the Horned Frogs and the Wildcats. So they were able to split the series down in Fort Worth and come away with a quality win over a quality opponent.
0: So. Yep. And then we ended up playing Texas Tech University yesterday in volleyball. That was a much closer matchup. It was 3 2 in favor of the K State Volleycats. Once again, statistics provided by Connor Balthazar.
1: Yep, this was a match that went down to the wire. K-State took the first two sets. Texas Tech took the next two with K-State winning the final one. K-State went 25-23 and 25-20 in those first two sets. Texas Tech wins 26-24, 25-18 in the next two with K-State eking out a victory. I believe they even came from behind in this fifth set to win 15-12 and take a victory over the Red Raiders. So it was a nice day. For Kansas State, Holly Bande had 57 attack attempts and 21 kills with just seven errors. So, uh, just pure volume there. Uh, Aaliyah Carter also she had 67 attack attempts, <laughs> 21 kills, and 12 errors. Which granted, you're playing five sets, so you're gonna have higher uh, totals for that. But but that's but a wow. Little, that's a little excessive. That's that's a lot. <laughs> uh, looking around here. Uh, other contributors, Katie Fernholz, had 29 attack attempts, 10 kills, and 3 errors. And Sydney Bolding had 18 attack attempts, 7 kills, and then just 2 errors. And nobody on the Texas Tech side really stands out. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody that was just like incredible for them that kept them in the game. But it doesn't really seem like it. But all around, a pretty good uh, performance for the Cats, especially uh, hanging on down the... Down the stretch, it looks like they also had eight service aces, so that definitely helped them down the road. Yep. So, yeah, solid performance for the Cats. A much needed win, I believe, that moved them to 14 wins, perhaps. Maybe I'm off on that. That is no 13 wins. They're 13 and 7 now. Uh, far cry from their nine game win streak, I believe it was. Yeah. But they've been going through Big 12 play. Uh, slowly but surely, and with the exception of Baylor, they have split all of their series against Big 12 competition. But they have the opportunity uh, to take on Texas Tech. Uh, that's actually tonight at 6.30, and they uh, could come away with another victory perhaps and break the cycle of splitting uh, their series with opposing uh, teams.
0: Yeah. That wraps it up for the Volley Cats, and what we neglected to mention was actually the bat the baseball team, had a few exhibition games of their own against Omaha and Crowder College. If you look at the video that they posted for the Omaha, you can actually see me with two friends sitting in the student section. The only three people sitting in the student <laughs> section. <clears throat> yeah. But we ended up playing Omaha and Crowder College, both at Toynton Family Stadium, they were both. I'm not even. I mean, they they weren't close games. They
1: weren't. Yeah. Uh, K State beat Omaha 11 to five, and then the Crowder College game that was a victory for K State 11 to eight. But as I understand it, that was a game that they actually ended up playing 12 innings, like because they wanted to, just just for fun, because they had it, because the game literally counted for nothing. Yeah. So I think K State just put out like all. Freshmen and walk ons for like three innings just to see what would happen.
0: Could have
1: been me. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been ace, actually. But yeah, they were victorious for Crowder College, who, while they're still, I believe, in NAIA, um, as I understand it, they are one of the best NAIA baseball programs in the country. I believe they've even won a few national championships. I may be wrong. But I seem to remember seeing them on the news all the time when I was younger. So, so.
0: basically, what that means is K State's going to Manhattan and winning it all this
1: year. Yes, we're going to Omaha. K State's winning the College World Series here to here first, ladies and gentlemen. Virginia Tech forever alone. Yep. Uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, K State does have a few more games left in their fall schedule for baseball. They have the Halloween game where I believe they have the whole baseball team dress up and costumes and play a game, which seems kind of funny. <laughs> I honestly. Is that on Halloween? That is the 30th. That's a Saturday. It, uh, that starts 30 minutes after the TCU game is over. So You want to go? <laughs> Low-key, yes. <laughs> so I I may end up there. We we will see. And then they have uh, the following weekend, November 5th through 7th, they have their Fall World Series. It's an inter-squad scrimmage. They'll divide up into like purple, white, and I don't know, some other K-State related color, gray, gray something like that. And they'll just have intrasquad squad scrimmages. And all of the stuff that we're mentioning is all free admission. So literally just show up, yeah. sit down, and enjoy some free baseball, basically. We yeah. get to see uh, some talented new uh, transfers, some really talented freshmen, perhaps. Uh, might get to see Jackson Wentworth pitch a little bit, the highly touted pitching prospect that was just brought in. Pat, so, you, get to, you get to see
0: Nick Goodwin and Dylan Phillips just smack baseballs.
1: Yep, yeah, I, as I understood it, Dylan Phillips hit I, uh, multiple home runs over these few games. I know Cole Johnson hit one as well. I didn't see the Goodwin one, but I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah,
0: Nick, fun fact. Everyone on our baseball team is, like, good, but no one talks about our baseball team because it's baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah K-State Baseball has really been doing some pretty special stuff over the last year. Last year they got snubbed from the NCAA tournament, and I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill that K State got absolutely snubbed. They were one of the most entertaining teams to watch that I've seen in quite some time because they just they just hit home runs. Weren't we the first one out? Um, We were in volleyball. We were the first team out in volleyball last year. Baseball, I don't even think we were in the first four out, which was crazy. Like. So.
0: Yeah, because we had to play TCU seven times within, like,
1: two yeah. weeks. and we still beat them. We like, still... like, We got them, like, four out of seven times, I think. So, but, yeah, baseball team's actually pretty good. They did lose a few people. Jordan Wicks, obviously. Uh, Casey Ford's gone. Uh, gosh, why can't I think of his name? Right fielder. Uh, hit a Kikowska. lot uh, Kikowska, Zach Kakaska, he's gone as well. Uh, Chris bios But there's a lot of guys returning that were either contributors in a smaller or major way, like Dylan Phillips, he's back, Nick Goodwin is back. Um, A few pitchers are back, I believe. Um, Connor McCullough, uh, he is returning. But they also brought in a lot of transfers, even some from other Big 12 schools, and some really high-level recruits coming in like Jackson Wentworth, we mentioned him earlier, one of the more highly touted pitching prospects in the nation. So uh, he was on draft boards. Uh, even I believe he was drafted, right? He was. Uh, yeah, Jackson Wentworth was drafted in the 14th or 15th round of the draft and elected to come to K-State instead. So literal professional talent on the roster right now for K-State. So that's, that's some entertaining baseball come spring.
0: Exactly. So that pretty much wraps it up for the news segment, and now we get to talk about the wacky segment of the week. And we're going to keep this nice and short. You pick one current K-State player, to join you for K-State Trivia. Who are you picking?
1: I'm going with Mason Barta uh, just because his dad was on the team back in the 90s, Brooks Barta. And I was just trying to think of somebody that I figured would know a lot about K-State. And like I know that like a lot of the guys on the team probably love K-State and whatnot, but they don't necessarily have like this vast knowledge of K-State history or anything. But Mason Barta being around a guy that was in the early building years of the Snyder program and came to K-State as a walk-on or a scholarship. You know, he's the classic K-State story. <laughs> like, it does not get more classic K-State than Mason Barta, probably, other than, like, Jordy Nelson. And <laughs> so Mason Barta, he would be my, he'd be my pick just because I feel like he would know a lot about K-State.
0: All right, I'm just going to accept the fact that I'm going to lose this, but I'm going to have fun doing it. I'm bringing Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Stubblefield, who's been the most emo person on the roster ever since he officially transferred here. Yeah, I, like I feel like you have to.
1: Reggie Stubblefield, I think, is an excellent pick. Will he know the answers? No, but he will have a lot of fun getting them wrong.
0: Exactly. He's a
1: little confused, but he's got, he's got, the, got spirit. the spirit. That and so, that's that's all I want. Yeah, you. I don't think you can go wrong with that pick. Like he probably won't know the answers, but like he is he seems like a hilarious guy. So watch him like be the
0: most knowledgeable But Like, he has not done anything in his classes. He's just like reading
1: K State trivia. Yeah, he's got like like all the record books memorized going back to like like the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like he knows like K State's first football opponent, which I'm trying to think about if I know it. I think it was like Fort Riley. I don't know. If you know Comment below on Twitter. Comment on Twitter. Yeah, because we're about to look it up after this.
0: Yeah. So. so that actually pretty much wraps up this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you want to contact us on Twitter, we are at Aggieville A Cats. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. If you want to email us, we are at Aggieville Alley Cats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on any more personal notes, I am at AC Edwards 00.
1: I am at Connor Bautzow, capital C and capital B. And it was Fort Riley. It was Fort Riley. We played them twice in 1896. We lost on the road at Fort Riley, zero to fourteen, and we tied them at home, six to six. Really exciting stuff happening in the early days of K State football. Losing to Fort Riley, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to support the show in a more financial sense, we are always looking for sponsors. But if you to if you're just the average Joe. By all means, go to our merchandise store and you can purchase such designs as Neon Alleycats and Play Sandstorm Cowards. But most importantly, thank you all for listening to this edition of the Aggieville Alleycats podcast. Where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, alley Cats.